Hello and welcome to Atomic Geekdom. My name is Dave. I hope you're having a wonderful week. And if it's a blizzard where you are, too bad. It's been a blizzard where I've been for like months now. Um, but drive safe, not like a dummy. Joining me this week in a special conversation is Jenny. Hello. How are you doing, Jenny? I am. I am alive and kicking. I know you guys in California had like 30 degree weather recently, but it's not snowing, is it? It's not snowing, except we've got like torrential downpours and California's not made for the rain. So a lot of flooding and. <laughs> and yet I hear about how much you absolutely need the rain all the time. <laughs> it's good. Well, this is the first year that our reservoirs, I think, are actually going to have enough in there to hopefully make us through the, the summer. There you go. And Flint, Michigan yep. still doesn't have water. Just throwing that in there. Um, okay. So yeah, today is a special episode. We're going to do something a little differently, but before we describe what that is, I'm going to introduce all of uh, our guests, or Jenny and I will. Um, I'm going to start with a first timer to our podcast. Uh, her name is Ramneet, and she comes from the world of, boy, um, journalism, <laughs> merchandise, conventions. Yeah. She does a lot of things. I, it'd be hard for me to list everything she's done. I got to meet her for the first time at San Diego Comic-Con this year. Uh, we had a blast, although she had to work most of the time, but still, we, got, did. Yes. <laughs> we, we got to hang out and she drove my car in the parking lot so that we could get free parking. Um, yeah, so that's Ramneet. Hi, everybody. Nice to talk to you all. Um, like Dave said, my name is Ramneet. I do come from a really substantial markety pop culture world, so I'm really excited to be here today and uh, talk with all of you guys. Uh, real quick, I, I don't want to take up too much time because we have lots of people to introduce and talk to, but one thing we do with new guests to the podcast is ask what they geek out about. Like, what's your area of just passion that you just totally get into? And we describe geeking out as like anything that you're obsessed with, like you become a huge fan of and you have to know everything right. about it. Uh, so it could be sports music. It doesn't have to be just geek centered stuff. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I would say my like number one obsession is probably Wonder Woman. Um, I have so many Wonder Woman collectibles that I'm like currently staring at right now. So she pretty much fuels me every single day and make sure to capture her essence. Um, yeah, I just I just love her. I love what she stands for. I love how she does it. She's just my go to gal. And I assume you are very happy with the Gal Gadot movie. Super, super happy. I couldn't have asked for a better cast for that. Excellent. All right. And then joining us uh, for her second time, of which I hope is many because she's awesome. Woo! <laughs> is uh <laughs> natalia from the crummy girls bakery um she was just on with her partner in crime a few weeks ago and we got her back and uh <laughs> hopefully we can keep bringing her back because she's awesome and uh and if she's a little tired today i'm gonna i'm gonna throw her <laughs> under the bus it's because she was at a convention all weekend long with her kids so she it, that's that's fair that uh, she, she's a little little run down from the, the weekend of fun just slightly delirious <laughs> yes that's all <laughs> But it it looked like, it's like a post con hangover. Sure, absolutely. Uh, but it looked like a ton of fun. So much fun. So much. I mean, it's so much fun. Did you get old to... and hang nineteen year old? <laughs> did you jump on that dance dance revolution at all? Or I did not do dance dance revolution because I'm like my teenager did not want to be seen with me doing that, and I didn't want to do it solo, and I also was afraid I might like. I don't know, like lately, my knees just don't seem good. I just feel like I turned like 30 and then like the past four years, everything just gives out on me. So I didn't want to risk anything. 
and then be taken away on a stretcher. It's snowing. There's just a lot going on. No dance, dance revolution. <laughs> That's a bummer. But you did share some really good dancers. <laughs> in, uh... There were some good ones, right? There was like a guy who was balding and he was getting it. So then he gave me hope. I kind of thought maybe I could do it after he went, but just no, a, not confident enough. A couple of weeks of training and you're on it, Natalia. You, you're all over yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I know. Just give me some time. What about the drum game with your son? Did you jump in that at all? I didn't. Oh. I didn't jump in that. There is this like cool cabinet arcade game from Japan called, actually, I'm going to say it wrong. It's something square. And it was like Dance Dance Revolution for your hand. So it was like hmm. this like boom, 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 like K-pop, like high electronic dance music and then it was just like 12 by 12 squares and you just like hit them really fast and follow it and it's like you're using one hand then you're using two hands i can't even paint the visual for you but <laughs> i was really bad at it <laughs> i have zero coordination so that sounds like a terrible time for me i, uh, I tried <laughs> yeah i uh, i'm gonna share something since i won't be much in this conversation tonight so that's fine but i'm gonna share what i did yesterday because it was super geeky and adult and awesome I found a super cool bar downtown in my city that is a bar with an arcade in it, and it's all, like, 80s and 90s stuff. They are playing three different movies at the same time. Um, at that one time that I saw it, it was the Hobbit cartoon, or Lord of the Rings cartoon, um, uh, Army of Darkness, and Pulp Fiction was starting when we got there. And then eventually it was Land, of, Land Before Time came on, Reservoir Dogs, and RoboCop. And Indiana, you like Indiana Jones the last all of it. Land Before Time is random. That's yeah. Who wants to cry while they're playing retro arcade games, cabinets, and watching dinosaurs, baby dinosaurs lose their parents? And I'm trying to think of the scene with Reservoir Dogs while you're playing video games. It was just starting. They, I mean, they played the whole movie. Like you could sit there and watch the whole movie with no sound. You're just listening to music. But um, yeah. Also, I realized I'm too competitive to play Mario Kart with strangers, and I was I was too angry to play it a second time. Interesting. But I got to live a childhood dream in beating two different arcade games while in one sitting. I've never had that happen at an arcade before. One, because I, I was poor as a kid, and you can't just keep pumping quarters in. <laughs> but this was everything was one token, which is a quarter, and it was amazing. And I'm definitely going to try to move into that bar and live there. Plan. Uh, all right, so that's that's my story. I'm I'm done sharing now. Um, all right, so going back, geek cred. What's your geek cred? Oh, are we back to me? Oh, You're sure. Back, we're back to you. Okay. So Andrea and I, my business partner, we own a niche little quirky nerdy bakery out here in Milwaukee, and uh, we travel around to different comic cons. Uh, Feeding people's faces and their hearts with our adorable, uh, our own adorableness, as well as our <laughs> edible sugar art. Um, and me personally, I am a DC Comics fan. Comics, don't let's not get into the movie verse, but DC Comics is where it's at for me. That's like kind of what I thrive on and what I always like geeked over as a child. I'm really all about the villain. Um, you know, I like good backstory why are people so crazy and psychotic and yeah i would do that too so that's kind of where it all lashes out for me i'm a big batman fan um uh, <clears throat> love me some selena kyle i love that you started it though it's like not the movies but the comics <laughs> <laughs> just 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 you know putting it out there prefacing. i do like we some understand of the 
I love I, I love Wonder Woman. Aquaman was really good, but I, I don't want to just put. I, I don't I don't want to umbrella that for anybody. And I have a feeling she's gonna love Shazam based on what I saw on Instagram. Today. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna love. Shazam. I don't even care if it's bad. I'm just gonna love watching Zachary Levi because <laughs> yes. <laughs> you forgot you forgot on, on one of your mentions that he was also in two Thor movies too. He was I know, he's like cross university and that guy is like oh he's the best. But yeah, if anybody's questioning uh, first of all, I I I met Sophia once when I went to LA and she's awesome and I can I don't have to, but I can substantiate her geek cred, but all of these women know their stuff. Like Natalia impressed me when we had her on, she was talking about Marvel like storylines about, about where they would go next, I think. I think we asked, we asked, there was a lot of things that they talked about, but I didn't ask about. It was a great conversation. They, I didn't have to do anything for that conversation. Um, but I was blown away by the knowledge that this woman has. It was, it was awesome. Um, and I was drinking tequila, so that's impressive. Yes, lots of tequila. was. Do you get smarter, do you get more smart on, on alcohol or do you get kind of silly, not as? Uh, I think that I'm like, hyper aware and I'm too afraid of looking like an idiot that I like overcompensate and try to sound like a professor of the arts or something like that. So I just like, I think I become just very intelligent, but it's none of it is actual knowledge. It's I, just spewing out of my mouth. When I'm, when... I, I have this theory that I become a genius when I drink, <laughs> like it releases something and like, don't play trivial pursuit with me. I get like all the answers right. When I'm not drinking though, I'm like, but two I, plus two is what? Can I? Yeah, I, I mean, we have we have proof of that, Jenny, with our office parties that we record when you have a few alcoholic beverages in you. Um, I know. I'm. I'm. <laughs> you on are point. Like, Professor Jenny. I'm. I'm on point, but like tonight, without the alcohol, I can't promise how intelligent I'm going to sound. See, alcohol doesn't help me at all. I'll just quote movies like Tommy Boy and any Adam Sandler movie from the past, <laughs> and then I'll be good at darts. That's about it. When I, get, when I, get drunk. <laughs> I like it. Oh, so we've got one more guest. I'm going to introduce Sophia, who I know because um, you guys hear Patrick's name brought up and he's been on a couple podcasts. She is the lead singer of the band Patrick plays in New Evil. And I met her through there. And then we kept continually Patrick, running into for, for each those, other at cons. For those, so that Sophia. Don't, for those that don't know, Patrick is Jenny's husband. Oh, they all know. He's on everything lately. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> so, Sophia, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, great to be here. Um, I'm in a band called uh, New Evil, and um, I also teach uh, self-defense, boxing, um, kickboxing, I have my orange belt in Krav Maga, and um, I have a dog named Toto. <laughs> Who's adorable. Yeah, and I, I think the, what the question was um, about what I am the most confident in my geek knowledge uh, of the all-knowingness or something like that. Well, what, what, do you, uh, what, what do you, like, obsess? Like, what are you a huge fan of? Oh, uh, hands down has to be Buffy, like all time. Oh, um, now we're talking. I, yeah, I, I Buffy came out. Well, I probably saw the movie when I was about nine, and then it came out in third grade, and it like literally changed my life. Um, uh, now I feel Buffy, old. Yeah, I wouldn't be who I am honestly without Buffy. 
All right, now I have to. I, I never get Buffy fans on this podcast. Like, for whatever reason, nobody else but me watches it, of all of our hosts. So I have to ask you <laughs> is Buffy your favorite character? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, definitely, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Then I have to ask what is your second favorite character? Oh, that's a great question. Um, honestly, there's one character that was on the screen for about five seconds. <laughs> she died um oh. i always think about her she's kind of like this um fifth element looking um uh run lola run girl that's the, supposed to be a uh, a potential slayer the alias girl yeah yeah but then she gets killed by a demon before she can um obtain her slayer powers and she has no lines, but she's just, like, running through this German club. And I always think, like, damn, they should, like, make a storyline about her, like, a comic book line. Because, like, that would have been so badass. That is the best answer. That is so obscure and awesome. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then I have to ask one more. What is your favorite season of Buffy? Oh, fantastic. Um uh, definitely season two. Definitely season Absolutely. two. All right, Jenny, she's coming back so that me and her can talk Buffy for an hour. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I only know enough to be dangerous about, about Buffy. I'd catch it on reruns and, and things like that. But Dave gets into these weird side stories. Well, and I'm listen, like, I have okay. no clue what you're talking about. The Buffy thing for me was, okay, so I watched the movie when I was younger <laughs> and it was completely out of my wheelhouse other than I like horror stuff and vampires. And I thought this was cool. Um, and then the show came out the same year I moved to a new high school, just like Buffy in my sophomore year, started a new school and I was the new kid, but I, I related everything with Xander. Like he is my, like one of my top three pop culture characters of all time. And I relate everything to him and the show just spoke to me on so many levels, even though I'm not a girl, but it doesn't have to be just about the girl in that show. It's about everybody. So it's about just being a kid and, you know, growing up. So um, yeah, definitely. And all the demons are symbolic for real life situations and this and that. And um, yeah, I, I really like that. That's that's great. I haven't heard. I've never um, talked to a guy who said that they identified with one of the characters at such a, um, a important part transition of, of their life. So that's really cool. And of course, I think Sarah Michelle Gellar was my first real big celebrity crush. So, mm -hmm. so that oh, really that, took you a while. That helped. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had more comic book crushes before real life people. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I was a geek. What am I gonna do? Um, all right. Enough about Buffy. Otherwise, we're never gonna get to anything else. All right. <laughs> um, so the 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 topic for this conversation, we've done something like this before with a roundtable of, um women in geek culture or pop culture and how things are maybe different for them or the same or how it's more difficult or things they run into that us men probably don't even know about. I mean, I learned a lot the last time about things that I didn't know about, about how a lot of women are just afraid to walk to their car at night after a party or something like that. And they have to be kind of in not, maybe not afraid, but they have to be in defense mode at all times um, because guys are creepy and, uh, lots of scary stories out there so that are real, not just horror stories. Um, so the, the purpose of this episode um, is to more talk about your experiences, things you go through, and also your, your triumphs in this world, um, whereas maybe a lot of other women might not 
know are out there and things that they could do that they don't know that they can do because until recently that hasn't been something they could identify with in TV or movies or video games with a, a strong female lead or anything like that, um, which again is changing for the good right now. Um, <clears throat> it's becoming more commonplace. So that's kind of the purpose of this. And hopefully we're going to have fun and not talk about just negative stuff um, is my hope. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. So we've got kind of a broad spectrum of women here, including Jenny um, that work in and out around the geek culture and other things as well. Uh, Sophia being in the music world too um, can relate to a lot of different things that we might not normally touch on. Um, <clears throat> but I think, I think, I don't know if you mentioned it, but you also do cosplay too, right, Sophia? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay, great. LA Comic Con this year. You guys got to look it up. There's a lot of Instagram posts. She was the perfect pink ranger. Which oh, yeah. I'll put something on late, up later. It was an awesome costume, girl. Thank it was you. great. Thank you. All right. Did you real quick before going on on that with the did you did you make the helmet? Yeah, um, I actually paid my um, old friend who's an art director uh, on film sets. A set designer, prop maker, master. I paid him to make me a helmet, and it's actually half of a party mask that you get at like Party City, and then the other half is a baseball helmet. And he's just a genius, and he just combined them um, with his magical powers. And then I got to cosplay Pink Ranger at 30 years old, and it was like <laughs> a deep dream come true. <laughs> so, awesome. There's yeah. a there's this one picture I've got it. I'll try to find it and send it to you. It's this little girl who like walks up to you and she was like so afraid, but she was so excited. Like the, her dad kept going, it's okay. It's a pink ranger. And she's like shaking her head. Like, yes, yes, yes. She was so excited to get her picture with you, but she really thought you were the pink ranger. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, I haven't seen any of those um, pictures yet from the, I'll- I'll try to send you some. It was adorable. It was so great. Because that little girl, you can tell that she already has it in her blood. That she, like, like me as a kid, it was Princess Leia. Like, hands down. Princess Leia was way more badass than any of the guys in Star Wars. And just growing up, you know, wanted to do my hair like her. When when she went from not doing the buns and then went into all the khakis. I had to go to all khakis. Like, I wanted to do anything and everything to be Princess Leia. And if you know, I'm old, so not a lot of cosplayers in my my young... But if I would have ran into a Princess Leia if I was, like, six or seven years old, it would have changed my life even more. Like Oh, completely. Yeah, totally understand that. It's so cool. So, yeah. Princess Leia. Woohoo! <laughs> and the Pink Power Ranger. I guess that would be... That's a good question, then, to go into, like... Um, we were talking about Buffy. I just mentioned Princess Leia and such. Um, do the other do the other two on here? Do you guys do you guys have any female character that you still like when you when you see them you just feel empowered? Like me with with Leia, it's like it's she's the rebel. She's the one. Like in all the weird political stuff and everything, I'm still like I've got the heart of Princess Leia. Do you guys have anybody that you relate to like that in? In comic books or TV shows or movies? Uh, not to sound too cliche based on what I said earlier, but mine's definitely Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely her. So so for my backstory, like, I was never super duper into the geeky stuff as a kid. I, honestly, like, I was a Disney princess girl. That's That was my thing. It wasn't really until recently I started getting into the more, like, pop culture geeky fandom type things. 
So I didn't really have a lot of that growing up except for the Disney princesses. But, you know, when I got older and I, I started seeing like, these really wonderful female comic book characters such as Wonder Woman, um, it was cool to see, like, all the things I felt as a girl, like, why can't I just do this one thing? Or why does it have to be like this? Like, to see another woman out there with those same thoughts and then actually acting on those thoughts, it's very empowering. Ooh, excuse me, empowering. It's very, it makes you feel like you can do anything. And, and I just love seeing that. And even... I'm almost, I'm going to be 30 next year. Like even as an almost 30 year old to still be inspired in that way, just it's phenomenal. It's really cool. Did you see, I think the Disney princesses, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of people that either love or hate them because there are yes. some sexist things in some of the stories, but then there's also empowering things. So I think people, they, they go black or white. They've got, it's all bad or it's all good. And I, I always fall in between because a lot of the the princesses are actually super strong characters. Did you have a princess as like a kid that you that you loved more, either the way that she looked or her storyline? Princess, princess Jasmine all the way. Um, partially because I looked like her. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I can do this, too. This is so great. Um, but mostly just because, you know, she like again it's just I saw a lot of myself in her she's this this girl who wants to go against the status quo wants to go against the protocol that everyone's trying to force on her and I related to that a lot you know with my family and my upbringing and whatever so it was really cool to see that and like know that I'm not alone in this identity crisis of life um so yeah it was cool to see her she was definitely my princess growing up I like it she was also the first, was one of the first ones that had a lot more banter with the male characters in the cartoon, I think. Yeah, that's right. Very cool. How about you, uh, Natalia? Yeah, um, again, not to roll off of your cliche, but no, Wonder Woman all the way for me. I would say if we're going to go for, you know, good triumphing over the bad and just fighting, I think she's just like a classic staple all the way like from when she was created to even now I think the Gal Gadot depiction of Wonder Woman was so awesome and just like I don't know it was so awesome and just all, all the female lead characters you know from from that movie that they just recently created I think uh, kind of boosted what women empowerment is and just like it's just like the unwavering like strength that they all have and that they're all fighting for and there's just such an independence there but she's still like super respectful it's not like a man bashing like uh I don't need anybody kind of a thing there's just like this community but just also this independence there and I just really love the way Wonder Woman's been portrayed the beginning ever and then about Disney princesses I, I understand like why it's kind of like this gray area people like love them or hate them but I, I mean it's probably the way I look at things I like love when I was younger, obviously I loved Disney princesses. And then when right after high school, I moved to Florida and I was a Disney princess for a little while. And it like, I, it intrigued me to actually read the actual fairy tales, like the Hans Christensen, like the original, like those stories are dark and they are crazy and they aren't portrayed the same way in the Disney version of the film but if it inspires anybody to just like look at it and look at the literary versions and everything you get kind of like just this different perspective of a story and I think it's well this goes back to my love of villains and just like of why things happen and just repercussions and stuff like that but like the little mermaid has anybody ever read that no yeah it's messed up it, 
Yeah. It's so messed up. It's so painful, but you're like, oh, yep, I get it too. I get it. So it's stuff like that. I love um, different versions of Selena Kyle, Catwoman, in the different universes um, of DC Comics. I mean, some of them, she's just terrible. And she's just a terrible person. She's a villain. But in some of them, that's not the way she started. And I think Gotham, the series on Fox, they tried to portray that where it was just this girl who was dealt some bad cards, but ultimately deep down, like she's this great person. And she's just trying to triumph over her own demons and trying to make <clears throat> it better for her. But it's just like fighting the obstacles along the way. And so that I kind of get really stoked when I see different versions of Selena Kyle and Catwoman. It's, it gets me a little excited, even though I know in the end she's kind of like terrible i i i know what she really i I know in the beginning she was fighting (laughs) well that's what kind of makes the dc villains really good villains because they're not black and white like i was saying there's all these shades Mm -hmm. of gray between you know and the females i think they do a really good job with because you want to kind of empathize with them because you kind of get why they're where they are but then again they still make really shitty decisions (laughs) that are not not good for the the well-being of the community (laughs) and you're stuck between your moral compass of like cheering her on but also condemning her actions so yeah the struggle exactly you're like if i could have sneaked into her life in her early 20s she would be a totally different person right now (laughs) (laughs) oh good times all right. Well, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about like the con circuit because I think all of us are have been and very familiar with the con. Um, and I think because of what we each do, either working at it, covering it, cosplaying at it, all sorts of different things, I think we all have probably the pros and cons. Um, I'll start off with kind of an example. Like I've I've been going now since two thousand nine when I got introduced to San Diego Comic Con for the first time and. Just mind blown. Wait, away. was your like it, was your first convention San Diego Comic Con? My first convention was San Diego. I hate you. Right? Oh, you have <laughs> such a hard life. <laughs> I I totally fell into it too. A friend of mine was just like, "Well, I got a couple extra passes. Do you want to go?" And I was like, "That sounds fun." Oh, so if we you, went. If you had said no, and I would have somehow hung up on you. Uh, right now. We, oh yeah. Don't hang up on me. No, not this time. <laughs> but yeah, so like in going as in going as a fan, it's it's okay cuz you know, I walk around, everything's fine. I don't cosplay or anything like that. So I'm pretty much just a shadow. You know, I I buy stuff, I walk around. When I'm covering it, there's there's different it's a different feel because some people get really excited to have a female interview them. And they're like, yeah, oh my gosh, you want, look what I'm doing. And they get really excited. But then if there's any competition, if there's other people waiting to interview someone, um, I kind of get pushed to the back seat because they go with the more prominent men first. Like, I don't know if it's because people are more comfortable with men interviewing them than they are females, but... um. It's interesting. I've noticed it a lot more, too, over the years. But it's more so when it comes to especially somebody that um, maybe has more of a reputation. Not just like a, a an average vendor. But if you interview somebody that people know, they recognize or know by name, it's harder to get the foot in because it's, I don't know if they know what to expect from me 
which is kind of interesting. But it, it usually doesn't last long depending on the, the person. So I'm curious, like, how you guys are, like, um, at either working at a convention or walking around cosplay. Uh, we'll start. We can start with Sophia. <laughs> oh, uh, huh. well, um, it's very, I mean, since I'm also a performer and, you know, I'm, I'm on stage with my band, um, I am used to people coming up to me after, you know, and they want to buy a CD or maybe take a picture or something. But um, I realize that there's a big difference when I cosplay as like Breathless Mahoney from Dick Tracy or Jessica Rabbit. Um, I only have men come up to me and ask me for pictures. Um, but at my shows when I'm performing, um, I have like a groups of girls sometimes come up to me wanting to talk to me, saying how empowering and like uh, badass my performance was um, because I shadow box on stage and stuff just to give you an idea. Um, it's very um, engaging and high energy. Um, but yeah, at cons, you know, when I'm, when I'm dressed up, um, as like a, a sex symbol, basically Jessica Rabbit, um, it's usually just men that come up to me and, and no girls. Um, so, uh, it's kind of, it's, it's weird. It's um, you say that yeah. because, um, I, I'm, I'm thinking of like, from my perspective. So my first Comic-Con was also San Diego Comic-Con. This is last year. It was my first con ever. Me too. And I saw a lot of really, like, amazing women dressed up as really <clears throat> great characters, whether they're gender bending or it's a female character or whatever it is. But I, I noticed that, like, whether I wanted to take a picture with them or not, I wouldn't just purely because I felt intimidated by her. Like, she's just as radiant, like, embodying the actual character. Like, I'm not worthy of going up to her, so... I think it's more of like a kind of like an ego thing. Like, oh, well, you know, I, I just can't I can't just walk up to her and ask her for a picture. Whereas men are a little bit more bold in that in that front. So, well, just a little some perspective. <laughs> yeah. Or, or they just think that, you know, we're there just for them. And yeah, maybe true. girls a little bit. They think more like, oh, well, maybe she doesn't want to take a picture with me. Maybe she's. You know, I'll let her do her own thing. I don't want to bother her. But dudes are just like, hey, let me put my hand around your waist and exactly. touch your back. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I know if you dressed up as Jessica Rabbit, like, I would totally admire you from afar. But I would, I would feel a little uncomfortable asking for a picture just because of, like, purely being intimidated. So, you know, I, I wonder if there's, like, I don't know, maybe something... It, different between men and women like we're just you know a little bit more I mean, looking from afar versus men who are just way more bold in that regard do you think it might be just like the intimidation factor like a male if they see like a sex icon you know like jessica rabbit i mean she's she i know a lot of men that was their fantasy for many years um they're they're living out their fantasy whereas a female i think maybe it's more of an intimidation of like it's so, there's a lot of admiration for somebody that can pull it off, yes. but they feel uncomfortable because you're like, I don't know if I could pull that off. You know, it, do you think it, it falls kind of in that from your guys' point of view? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, 
you know, Jessica Rabbit's a very popular cosplay. So if, you know, if it was me, I, I would be like, oh, there goes another Jessica Rabbit. But if I saw Jessica Rabbit that was like on point or, you know, just something a little different, um, like punk Jessica Rabbit, I'd be like, oh, I have to take a picture with her. So there's also that. Yeah, I was just going to kind of like mention to something like that because when I'm standing at the Comic-Con, we like, it's a long day. So we do this little game and it's, we pick like the most prevalent cosplay and we drink every time that passes by. And it's usually Harley Quinn, like Harley <laughs> Quinn, Deadpool. Dime a dozen. there's so many Harley Quinn's. So you become like numb to them, right? And it's like, <laughs> some look really good and there's like different versions. And I look at them and I'm like, damn girl I can't do that but kudos to you but it's not unless I see because I've become like it's like I'm desensitized to Harley Quinn I just see him it's like not until I see something that's like super like just either different or they did something really really great with it or I'm like oh my gosh is that Harley is that really Margot Robbie like I'm so confused then I'm like oh you know then I I like want to get their picture um but it's hard when I think it's something to see something over and over again and I wouldn't say I always see Jessica Rabbit's though. So, and I think Jessica Rabbit is she's known for oozing sexiness. Um, just to throw this out there, not to brag, my dad, one of his first jobs for Disney was actually creating the animation for Jessica Rabbit's dress in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So, uh, yeah. Whoa. So anyway, <laughs> just a but, just a humble like, humble Jessica brag. Rabbit, not... like, so I have like. Yeah, just a little, a little bag bag. Uh, but anyways, I have a soft spot for her. So, like, when I see Jessica Rabbit, even though she represents just, you know, like this, ooh, you know, like, just like, I, I, I don't have the word. I, I still am <laughs> like, dang, when you see a good one, you like, I want to take a picture. But I will say, if she's flocked, if there's a crowd, and there always is going to be a crowd of guys around Jessica Rabbit, I'm not going to, it's like, I'm not going to wait around. And then, not to... I don't think the younger culture thinks like this. And this is a fault on my end. And I know like I'm technically a millennial at 34, but I feel like I fall into whatever, or what is it, a Gen Xer a yeah. little bit more. Um, where sometimes, and I have to check myself in about this because this is wrong too. I, you, sometimes I still get tripped up where it's like, does this girl just, are they cosplaying just for the attention you know like do they want the attention from the guy should I just leave them alone kind of thing just like let them do their thing and let it go on I never like you don't want to realize like you don't want to interfere I don't want to waste her time yeah right right yeah (laughs) I don't want to waste her time she's got the guys around her so it's like I have to check myself in about that too because I don't that the majority of the way like the younger generation thinks I think there is is more of an awareness of sexism and just like, you know, pro body image. And I'm doing this because I love this character and I'm doing this because I want to do this and not solely because, you know, I can make money with my I body. I want to look sexy. Yeah. yeah and yeah. It, it's interesting though. And, in, you know, and what you were saying about relating to different like age groups and such, that definitely the more 80s. 80s had more of a sexual flair of mm-hmm. of the Jessica Rabbits, which Jessica Rabbit is sexy as all hell. And there is there's nothing I think I think there there comes this part where if when sexy becomes bad, 
And I think it depends on people's persona. I, like, I I never looked at Jessica Rabbit and was like, it's like, oh yeah, just just trampy, you know. No, but there are people yeah. out there that do, do that. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a good staple with like, especially with the the female movement, you know, like the women's marches and things like mm-hmm. that. Is that we shouldn't have to apologize for being sexy, you know? It's if you can't, if if you're a male and cannot control yourself because you see something sexy, then that that's on you. Um, but they're doing a really good job, I think, nowadays in in TV and movies and comics and and across the board. Of you've got these very sexualized characters mm-hmm. that also are just absolutely badass that yeah. you can respect on more than just how big the boobs and how she shakes her ass. Well, can I, can we, so can we're can definitely I, growing, I think. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I need to add something based off that and to go back to something Sophia said. So there is a, uh, okay, I'm a wrestling nerd. Everybody knows that I host Ringside Geeks. <laughs> Duh. I'm a wrestling, I've got wrestling on in the background here too, uh, silently. <laughs> um, but the, the, the women's movement inside wrestling has become less about how sexy they are. They're still gorgeous, but have also how talented they are in the ring, that they mm-hmm. can actually wrestle and tell stories in the ring, and that they're athletes, they're superior athletes, not just models. Um, which they used to be in the wrestling world, but there's a character in a certain company who took that and made herself a villain character by bringing sexy back to wrestling and brought the body shaming to her being super sexy. So you're body shaming her because she's sexy and you immediately write her off as she can't wrestle. Um, I thought that was a nice turn, especially while she's using it as a villain character, but it also works as kind of a positive thing too. Whereas she she knows how how good looking she is, but she can also beat everybody up if she wants to, um, kind of a kind of an angle. And then kind of going back to what Sophia said about the men coming up and taking pictures, putting your arm around you and kind of touching your back and that kind of thing. I wanted to ask about that because I've covered so many conventions, I've interviewed cosplayers and things like that, and every so often we get a picture with them because we put it on social media to advertise that we're doing this interview, and I never know what to do with my hands or anything like that <laughs> just just smile and you take the pr- that right exactly exactly i'm not do the robot Dave. taking any liberties at all with these with these women <laughs> and uh like i actually paid to get a picture with a female wrestler because she's just amazing and irish and i wanted to talk to her because she's got a super awesome irish accent becky lynn yes Oh my gosh, I have the best becky lynn story okay keep going oh i need to, i need to hear that eventually um but so what what Aside from, I mean, I've asked other female wrestlers, too, like, when I get a picture with them, because they're more of the diva style than they were the wrestling style. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, she'll, she, she's, like, I'll stand kind of awkward next to her. She's like, you can put your arm around me. I'm like, okay. Or then I'll start asking, is it okay to put my arm around you? Or, you know, asking first is obviously better. But is that even still the right move? Um, anybody can answer this that take, gets their picture taken at conventions and stuff, because I'm sure mm-hmm. uh, it happens a lot for everybody, not just cosplayers. But, Sophia, what do you think? Um... I think um, asking first is uh, 100% the right move. Um, If you don't ask me first, I'm just going to um, move away from you. Mm -hmm. And then you'll know uh, from my body language that I don't want you to touch me in the picture. Um, But as when I cosplayed um, Pink Ranger, I had a lot of people asking me, if I could pretend fight them in, in a oh, picture. Sure. So I really like that. Um, that was cool. Um, but I mean, 
uh, yeah, always ask first. Even when I, if I go to a bar, I was like singing karaoke the other day, and some guy was like, "That was so good. Can I give you a hug?" And I said, "No." Ooh, wow. <laughs> somebody else wanted to touch my mohawk, and they were like, "Wow, your hair's so cool. Can I touch your head?" And I said, "No. <laughs> Why do you have to touch me?" What is and happening? There, I would have asked that same question. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Can I? And touch your hair. <laughs> uh, the hug. Yeah, I think there's too, some, like if you like if that you see shows the. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say, if you see what Sophia looks like too, like in knowing her, I would not cross her. Like I know she could kick my ass, but I'm also probably thirty pounds heavier than her and a couple inches taller than her, and I am not a tall, big girl. Like. She's she's tiny and she could kick your ass. She could kick yeah. Patrick's ass, I think. Oh no, like, I was I was one. I was thoroughly impressed with the show, as I knew I would be. Uh, it was an amazing show that I saw. It was on Halloween too, so it was even cooler because I think you guys were Ghostbusters, right? Oh fuck yeah, that was a great show. Uh, sorry, <laughs> can I not cuss? You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we went to like this after party after, and I'm like, I, I I don't I don't know what to say that's gonna be wrong. So I'm just gonna stay away from Sophia and not get hurt. Because <laughs> there's alcohol and things, she could kill me. So, yeah, yeah, I looked pretty vicious that night as um, a gozer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was a great outfit. Oh man. <laughs> okay, so favorite outfit that you've ever dressed up as, and why? Is that who's that directed to? Let's go with Sophia first. Okay. okay. And then we'll do the rounds because even if you haven't done cosplay, you've done you've done Halloween and such, and you've always got a, a successful one where you, when you're in a costume, you walk in and you're like, "Booyah! How you like me now?" So, oh, that's a, that's, thank you. Um, I mean, uh, Pink Ranger was great because I got to fulfill my childhood dream. But honestly, when I cosplayed. Um, Breathless Mahoney from Dick Tracy. Like, when I watched that movie as a kid, Madonna's character, when she's on stage, you know, with her, like, viciousness and her forwardness and just her stage performance and her, like, unapologetic, uh, aggressively Madonna, know what she wants, is going to get it. Like, I, it felt so right to be her. Um so I think that that's probably my favorite cosplay so far. It was her. Not only that, that's an obscure one. You're not going to see a lot of that. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, there was one Dick Tracy, and he was like, his jaw dropped to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can clearly remember as a kid when that movie came out, and my my grandmother I think bought me the Dick Tracy watch, and just running around pretending I could talk to people through the Dick Tracy watch, and yeah. Just, uh, I would do that like tomorrow if you gave me one. <laughs> I would. Too. <laughs> Apple watches is a dream come true. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Anybody else have cosplay or Halloween costumes? They. Um. Like? I was gonna say so. For us, when we are at our vendor booths, it's either we feel like cosplaying or we don't. It kind of just depends on the show. The bigger shows, we will. Um. And. We. I am a very modest cosplayer it's one out of respect for my husband <laughs> two um I have four children and so I just like I wish I could 
do a good Jessica Rabbit, but just the things aren't working the way they used to do. Used to on that <laughs> body, so I'm just not gonna even try. Um, but like, so I I typically do like a Harley Quinn that's a baker. So she has like um, she has like her rolling pin, and it says like your face here, and I have oh, like my baker's so hat with like the diamonds on it and stuff like that. My apron, um, or I'll do like a Catwoman, a Selena. Kyle but like the vintage version so it's just like the full long sleeve bodysuit like the long black pants I have some like ears but my hair's down and it's like I'm always fully covered but I was going to say like it's still I I would never say that uh showing more skin and or showing less skin affects how a guy how guys like flock or want to touch your back in a photo or do anything like that <laughs> I think there's just it, so it doesn't like matter like people can't people like can't bash girls because like they're showing it like oh like you're showing it you obviously like want the attention because it literally doesn't matter I'm like fully covered all the time and I'm a mom mm-hmm. and well, I know that's not completely visible but still it's it's people you're still getting do what attention they do. right right yeah and I'm not naive to the fact that I probably probably sell more cookies because of the way we look you know so I'm not naive to the fact and I'm not going to say that I don't like sometimes use that because hey I want to pay the bills but it's it's like a it's a catch-22 you know is, <laughs> it's uh, unfortunate but uh, it is the way it is is Selena Kyle going to Cleveland um Selena Kyle might actually go to Cleveland that would be a very convenient especially if it's cold I mean awesome. long sleeve everything <laughs> as long as that Batman hat you wear it's a Batman hat right it's... are you talking about my hat with the ears yes that hat, I love that hat. So if I don't cosplay, it's just it's just my nerdy, my girl nerdy hats, and then like one of my like graphic tees. Well, what is this? Usually the Skype avatar you got. Steam- very ninety. Wait, say it again. I'm sorry, your Skype avatar. You've got like a steampunk goggles on. Oh, that. My Selena. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's when we do Walker Stalker Con because the Gotham people are always there. Oh, okay. And so yeah, that's that. That's the diff. That's a different Selena Kyle. Yes forgot about that one haven't she hasn't come around in a while <laughs> but yeah so yeah i'm i'm more modest um but it doesn't really change the perception there, i would say is there one do you prefer selena for the fact that when you do her do you just feel like nobody nobody better mess with you that type well, feel like i will say well it's like um what Sophia is that who is talk who does Jessica Rabbit yeah so how she's like guys want to touch Mm -hmm. her when she's Jessica Rabbit but they want her to pretend she's like kicking their heads off when she's a power ranger yeah that's like what comes with like the double standard of everything so it's like Jessica Rabbit's like badass why can't they like lay on the floor and ask you to step on them with your stiletto like why do they have to touch you (laughs) so it's like I would say Lena Kyle, like people look at her like villainous, so they don't necessarily want to come close. They're like, oh, pretend you're clawing me or something like that. And so, or be like a cat. So it is a different, it is a different reception as far as like the way photos are taken in that sense. And so I think that's maybe why I like villains too. You don't really expect to get too close to them. Maybe Harley Quinn's in some aspects, but not when I have a rolling pin with blood splattered on it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love that idea of our choice. <laughs> Um, yeah, start telling guys to lay on the floor. <laughs> yeah, roll them out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dave, I know this is this is mostly female talk, but do as a male, do you have a costume that you've ever worn or or such that gives you power? <laughs> no. 
Um, Come on. At conventions, I usually feel pretty... Uh, I'm very self-conscious, and I'm always... I I, uh, I run hot, so I sweat kind of a lot, and I know a lot of people do, and so there's the, uh, the prototypical con stench that you hear, you smell when you walk around. I just try not to be that guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about, like, Halloween parties or such? Right. Just be, I um, want to be somebody different for a day. So the last Halloween party that I dressed up for, I was Dean Winchester because it's super easy to pull off, Ooh. and... Just being Dean makes me more confident because he's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So it was easy just to throw on, you know, jeans and kind of like a, a button down and a, and a jacket and then just carry around a gun. That's easy to do. Um, mm-hmm. One uh, one cosplay I've been kind of toying with that would actually take work to do and it actually be my first legit cosplay that I would do at a convention um, would be, uh, oh, I forgot his name, the guy from Fantastic Beasts played by... Uh, um, Eddie no, no, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> I couldn't pull that. Uh, Dan Fogler's character. Um, oh, I love him. Uh, J- Jacob Kowalski, the, the baker guy. Um, oh. I feel like I could pull that off because I'm a bigger guy and he's kind of a bigger guy and I can be funny sometimes So, and kind of goofy and weird. So I think I could pull that off and the, the outfit itself wouldn't be too difficult. To, and then it's kind of like a older style, like setting the... 20s i think uh so i like kind of like that that style um so i think i could pull that one off i've never done it but um but yeah more recently i think dean because again it's another easy one and embodying dean winchester is you know perfect because not on, on a lot of levels he's an awesome character but he's also an older brother and i i like relate to any brother storylines because i have a younger brother and so yeah, anytime you do any kind of brother relationship i'm hooked and you've got me, and I'm not crying, but um, I'm probably crying. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, crying is good. It's okay. It's funny. We saw <laughs> we saw Happy Death Day to you yesterday, and I remember the first one being shocked at how emotionally um, the range the woman had, the actress had in that movie, because it's just a campy horror movie, right? Uh, but she like took it to like this whole other level where there's there's emotion tied to it because of her mother dying, um, and they have the same birthday and all this other stuff. And then they did it again in the second one, and I'm like, what is happening? I'm not supposed to want to cry during a horror movie. <laughs> Dave, you might be the only one crying during that horror movie. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a mama's boy, so I was raised a certain way. You know what's what's great though too is that. Um, Speaking of horror movies, chicks in horror movies have always had kind of the bad persona. You know, they're the stupid one running. Wait, wait, are you, are you allowed to? Are you allowed to say chicks because you are a chick? And oh, I can't, I can't say chicks, right? I I say chick oh, all the time, I but said I could that earlier. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm gonna be on a podcast with a bunch of chicks tonight, and then I was like, oh my gosh, wait, am I allowed to call them chicks? If I'm a chick, can I say chick? How does that work? <laughs> well, you know what? I I think, and I think this goes across. Every aspect, and I could be totally wrong, and if I'm being an asshole, somebody tell me I'm being an asshole, because I obviously don't know better, but... Oh, I'm allowed I, to tell you that? You're totally allowed to tell me that, Oh, this Dave. is a whole Only new once, world. Though, because if oh. not, this will be a very long, long podcast. That's right. I prob- <laughs> you probably could but, call me that on many times in a podcast, so... <laughs> it's, it's the respect thing, you know? It's like, yeah. we're talking about a bunch of chicks doing cool stuff. Like, mm-hmm. chicks is not a bad word, but if you're like... Dude, 
that chick. Yeah, you know, it's it's all in the intention. Like I was with this chick last night, and blah blah. Yeah, blah, or yeah. even like like it's the chauvinistic like, yeah. like the guy like who used to be like, hey, chicky, like don't call me chicky. That's don't call me any. Well, I'm super <laughs> prideful, so don't call me. I, I don't like being called hun, mm-hmm. like by somebody I don't know. I don't like being called. I hate when guys tell me I'm adorable. Like for some reason that pisses me off. I can't even explain that. Ooh. Like I'm not adorable. Let's see how adorable my foot up your ass is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wow. see how adorable that looks. <laughs> Noted. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> I didn't know that that was bad. It's literally my highest pet peeve, Dave. Like somebody saying I'm adorable. Like nobody. My husband doesn't even think I'm adorable. <laughs> well, he knows what? the true you. What would like Jessica Jones do if somebody called her adorable? Just imagine that. (laughs) She would throat punch them. Yeah. She's like the the good test subject. Like, what would Jessica Jones do? (laughs) We need to get that on a baller band. We need to give those out. I would would wear that so much. (laughs) She would punch the guy and then get and just finish her bottle of Jack and you know. Yeah. Yeah, I I was at Seven Eleven and this older man was like. Girl, read me the expiration date on this milk. <laughs> and I, I was like, Sophia, control yourself. This is an elderly man. He can't see. Just read him the expiration date and walk away. Oh, it was infuriating. He just like commanded me to wow. do his bidding. Girl. And- oh, jeez, Louise. Want to know what though is? I mean, my my parents are are very old and from the south right oh boy so i i'm like it's funny because it it, i'm weirded out by that because i call everybody hun or honey because it's all over my whole life and i always say it with like complete love and endearment i don't ever i don't ever think that what i'm doing that's different but that's the second time somebody has said that like oh if you say honey to me i'm like so i wouldn't be offended like from a woman like i know we all have like pet names for each other i think it's like weird when like you don't know like a guy and then he's like he's like oh huh he like calls you like those like pet names like as if you're there in your relationship and you Mm -hmm. just sold him like a three dollar cookie you know like that's (laughs) weird (laughs) fair enough fair enough what i'm saying before this though is like with going back to the horror movies i think women had this huge persona especially in the 70s and the 80s that now I'm loving, like I am, I am a gigantic horror nerd. I love the bad ones, the good ones, and everyone in between. Like sometimes the really bad ones are some of the best ones, and um, it's funny because like Scream Queens, yeah. it, when you when you look back at them, I actually went to a convention um a few months back called Boobs and Blood. I we lost. It was absolutely fabulous. Jen, we lost followers from that because it was too sexy. That's what makes it. That's that's where I'm going with this. Is I am not like intimidated by a woman's breasts, and like sitting there listening. There were five scream queens up there, and listening to them talk about you know really cheesy roles or some very cool roles that they have played in. You know. They were so empowering. And, like, it's it's funny to listen to them talk about, you know, like, how much, like, gore that they get put on and all that. But it's part of that genre. And where I'm going with this question is, is 
especially because the horror genre is definitely changing when it comes to females' personas in it. You don't get so much of that. It's just big boobs running through mm-hmm. through the forest type thing. Um, do you find it insulting now to watch some of those old, like, Friday the 13th or sleepaway camps? Or do you, can you appreciate it for the comedy it is, but then also see the difference in the horror that's coming out now where you get very empowering. Usually the last one standing is the female. Um, where do you guys stand in that when it comes to like the horror genre? So I, I am very, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm, I'm very conflicted on this because as much as like what you were saying, like it is campy, it's bad and, and, you know, like seeing nudity, but it just feels so gratuitous in the old eighties, nineties horror films that it, it makes me just roll my eyes anytime I see it. Cause I'm like, what was the purpose of that? You know, like what, like what did that value did that add to the scene? You know? So I catch myself just rolling my eyes and kind of scoffing a little bit. Cause I'm just like, it, like, I'm really happy that those would not fly by today's standards just because it's like, oh, there's no need for it. Like, come on. But it's also a movie about critters coming out of the toilet. So- <laughs> That's true, true, but but you can look at a movie like Cabin in the Woods, which was extremely ridiculous, but also promoted the strong female. Right. One of them. Yeah. Well, technically, they were both strong and they were drugged to kind of reduce themselves to the stereotype. Yeah, but it's, you know, I mean, you can see it like even in in, more, you know, newer takes. I mean, Halloween, even for the 70s super strong female character mm-hmm. and also have the gratuitous like big boob cheerleading neighbor mm-hmm. you know yeah. so it it goes both ways but i think like i i like i said i love the bad horror and i don't mind the old screen queens you know cheesy like i friday the 13th are my favorite because the death scenes are so ridiculous and it usually is somebody getting stabbed while having sex so i go into it expecting it because the men look just as stupid as the women i mean (laughs) if not more so so. and we're always we're always the killer too right (laughs) so i can separate well no friday the 13th the first one was not it was a female killer yeah 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 but anyways i can i can separate it but then you get movies that are that are so much is just about that where it's hard and I think it gives kind of the cheesy ones a bad name but the newer movies like you know what what was the one you just saw Death Day 2 like it's still strong female character well totally stupid you know yeah have you seen the first one Jen I have not those are the only series that I haven't seen I think lately I highly recommend it again it's a stupid movie but it's fun um it's like Groundhog, Groundhog Day, right? Simil- yeah, yeah. It takes that trope, and they don't really ever explain why it's happening to her until you get to the second one, um, which then sort of, it's still kind of a horror movie, but it's more of a sci-fi movie, too. Um, but in the first movie, you don't like this girl. She's a, like a stereotypical, stuck-up sorority girl, but she goes on this ride, and she actually has an arc for a horror movie and becomes a person you're really rooting for. I thought going into it, it was going to be like unfriended where I wanted the killer to get rid of all of these people. Cause they're terrible people. <laughs> um, but at the end I'm like, no, I want her to live. She's awesome. Like she's really cool. She actually grew and she's got levels and there's a reason why she acts the way she does. And there's reasons for her behavior and, and, and the character has a backstory that's full. And 
um, well well written. And then I'm sitting in the second one, and I'm with my friend, and we're kind of Mystery Science Theater 3000 it, just riffing it and still having a good time and not ruining anybody else's movie experience. Let's just make that clear. Um, <laughs> but I'm, like, predicting everything that's going to happen, and then usually when I do that and I say, well, this is happening, did I write this movie? Like, did I black out and not remember writing this movie? Because I know what's about to happen. But at the same time, it was still really good, even though it was super predictable. I still had fun with it. Um, also because I felt like I could have written this movie, but, um, anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. As far as, oh, the character, her, she was, she was like a character you didn't like, but they did such a good job. Her performance was so good and the writing was good that by the end of it, you were rooting for her. And another character, I think in movie that doesn't make a girl look stupid or weak is Scream and Nev Campbell's character. She can be sexy in that movie, but she's also strong enough and smart enough to survive however many there were four movies um and you know still win the day i guess yeah i actually really like that perspective gabe um i was just so just going back to halloween you know there was the gratuitous set of boobs in that in that movie but i think the reason why that scene and other scenes like that bother me is because that's all that's attributed to that character she is only one note she is completely like her dizzy head and her body. And like, that's all she's good for in the movie. But there's just no character arc. So with, with you know, females like, or excuse me, female roles, um, like you were saying, Neff Campbell, like there's, there's obviously an arc there. There's more to it. There's dimension. And she's not so one note. I think it makes it a little bit better because it's, you know, it's just a part of her versus her whole everything. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think so. Are right. the producer and like the directors of like the current like female strong female horror films are those men? Well, I think the producers are. You know? the, yeah, that's the Bloomhouse guy. So Jason Bloomhouse okay. is well, the producer. Well, and then that in that sense, I could almost respect. Like I, I could appreciate like where we have come. Like seeing like the old school scream queens all like, oh my god, why is one supposed to murder me? Let me jump around with this white tee. Um, <laughs> that's like fine with me because then it just it gives me hope in like men in general. Like I, it it's it's just like people are aware that like women are also strong and they are yes. not ignorant. And so it's just it to know that I mean, you know, there was the female director for we were talking about Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. you know, and so obviously she did such a good job pointing to that character, into that movie, but to see, like, men are directing films and also empowering women, I think that is just something that we can just, like, get behind and, like, praise, because that's awesome to see that there is growth. I mean, at least we're seeing yeah, and that, something come out of that that isn't just us fighting the battle for it. That's a great segue. I've got two more points I want to kind of hit on before. We're at an hour, and I don't know how long all of you have, so I don't want to take up too much of your night. Um, so we should start to wrap things up and we'll do this again. And hopefully we can get all three of you back to do this, to continue. Cause there's plenty more to talk about here. Um, one side note, I want to go back to the, the, the chick thing. Um, I got into a Twitter conversation with a friend of mine about this. I, to me, I always felt like dude is non-gender. I can call a girl dude. Is that, what do you guys think about that? No, what? Oh, no, I, I would have to agree. Yeah, dude is <laughs> gender. I think I think <laughs> Sophia <laughs> Sophia adamantly disagrees. <laughs> I, I would say dude is non-gender as well, but I will tell you, my husband only says dude to me when he really wants to get stabbed, and so <laughs> that means yeah, you would it sparingly. It's just you know, it's uh, when you meet somebody, it's you. 
going to start to have to ask people um, what pronoun they go by. Right, um, right. I work at a non-binary um, safe, place, safe place gym. It's called Everybody Gym. Okay. Um, okay. And before my class, I say that I go by she her, or her. And um, uh, I don't say guys. I say, um, how's everyone doing? How, how are you all? Um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, you gotta ask, you have to ask, just like touching somebody in a picture, you gotta ask what somebody's pronoun is. I guess I should have clarified, I use dude with close people, friends of mine, so whether it's girl or guy, I say dude, with it's people I know, I don't think I would do it with a stranger. Okay, yeah, then that's cool, I mean, I'm from Orange County, so I've done that before. Well, that's kind of like eye-opening for me, because like, I... I I speak with no intention of harm at all, mm-hmm. and so I have like bad habits. And so like I'm always like, "Hey guys," like to anybody. me too. Like I, yeah. I write yeah. that out. Like, me hey too. guys. I think when you guys got on, I was like, "Hey guys." Like, yeah, it's just, that's. It's just, yeah. I don't really. There are some words that are just like non-gender to me, and I'm like even thinking of my teenager. She's always like, "Bruh," and it's like <laughs> sure. she does that to me. And I'm like, "I'm your ma." <laughs> you know? You're right. Yeah, it's you something. What's funny is I'm sitting here thinking about how do I use dude in a sentence? I don't think I've ever used dude in a sentence. I think it's always like, dude. That's, I was going to say, that's, I was going to say, if you you were going to say you never say dude, I was going to call you out on that right away. No, I never say it like, I know. No, you just use it as a word to scold people. Yeah, I use it as like a version of seriously. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Exactly. Like I was trying to yeah, like think fair. of when I would have like called you a dude, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't. I don't think I've ever done. It. I think it's always been like, like seriously, like dude. <laughs> right. <Come on. laughs> um. Yeah. I, Things we learn given podcast. <laughs> the using I, I say you guys all the time, and I I actively know I need to fix that because it's not something that people like. Not everybody likes. But usually, uh, you know, I, I think about it more when I'm in a public setting and it's around people I don't know. Um, I try to not just assume it's okay for me to say, what are you guys doing tonight? Or, you know, that kind of thing. Or, you know, how was, how was your guy's day? That kind of thing. Um, I try to, you know, just how was your day? Just take the pronoun out of it all together and just say, how was your day? If I don't know what they prefer before asking type of thing. And it's not something, to be fair, in my part of the world, not something I run into on a day-to-day basis. Um, right. in this area of the country. Um, it's just not uh, right now. But um, before I move on, is there anything else that we want to add to the dude conversation? Dude, come on. Dude, dude. <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to touch on uh, it being in the geek culture or, or being in business as a woman because a lot of, uh, um, I think all of us, uh, all of you, <laughs> Um, either run your own business or work in a business as a, as a woman and maybe, uh, I don't know how I'm phrasing this is coming off terribly, but I know like Natalia runs her own business. Um, Mm -hmm. and I I know, I know Romney kind of is, you take a, in your line of work, you're kind of working, you're putting yourself out there a lot as a, as a person, um, uh, more so than maybe a normal office person does. And then Jen also works in, I think, pro- predominantly a male office, right? Um, or male industry? Nah, not really. I mean, there's more and more females, but it's, there's still a divide. There's, sure. I guess the best way to put it is it's hard to see female 
that's in charge in my that's, business right, because right. males tend to think that we'll get too emotional if we have to deal with the stress. Right. Making mm-hmm. all the big decisions. Yeah. 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 And then Sophia, I mean, you're, you're a female lead singer, which is, it should be more common, but it's not. Um, at least as far as I know, like pop, pop their music. It's getting there. Obviously. Um, there's a lot more of it, but also I don't know what you do for a day job. So I don't know. Uh, oh, you said you're a personal trainer. So, um, well, uh, I mean, um, I'm from LA. So like, uh, and our County just said both those things. Um, and <laughs> like all the bands I know, they're all female identified lead singers. So, oh, okay. But, um, yeah, for my job, I work at a boxing Muay Thai gym and okay. I'm the female instructor. Um, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, right. So okay. you could kick our asses. That was a correct, honest statement. <laughs> she's, she's an orange belt. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just really empowering to teach a, a class of six men to how to box. And yeah. I'm 5'5", five, five, and I probably weigh about 120 pounds. And they don't question me at all. You and are. I'm in complete control it's fantastic you are buffy what is even happening right now you are buffy. yeah thank you <laughs> um what real quick before we kind of go to the general question sophia what got you like what made you want to do that line of work uh well uh, my dad's a uh my dad and my brother are amateur um uh, boxers um wow and i i don't know I, i've just always been drawn to it i mean um Buffy, Power Rangers, mm-hmm. Sporty Spice. Um, I I grew up and right at that peak moment where there are all of these fighting females all around me mm-hmm. um, in pop culture. Um, so it was just kind of like a no-brainer for me, honestly. Gotcha. I was just drawn to it. Okay. All right. Um, being in the world of business, like let's start with you, Natalia. You you and and your female partner are both women and you're running a business. What, what kind of things do you kind of run into in the day-to-day running of the business that you, you know, men probably don't. Um, yeah, well I would say, first of all, okay, we own a bakery. Mm-hmm. So I think automatically the assumption we own a bakery and we're female. So it's just like, Oh, they're just like doing a woman's job. I don't think people, especially um, people in specific, field like marketing and stuff like that approach us thinking we're intelligent human beings that's probably not the first thing that comes to their mind it's like oh they're doing their hobby and so I would say the most annoying thing that we run into as business owners in our storefront is like these big marketing chains and all of these people that want to quote unquote promote your business but they're charging you like an arm and a leg and they think you're not going to research anything they like will walk into my store first they'll call me a million times and it's oh it's it, it's men if it's a woman I will say when I speak on the phone, they're more receptive to what I'm saying. Even if they're a hardcore saleswoman, they're more receptive to me saying like, I don't have the time to fit you in for this meeting. It's not going to happen versus a man. This has happened many times, especially our first year. I say, I don't have time to sit down and they show up in my store anyways. And I'm a small business owner. So it's just like us as the owners are working Mm -hmm. and they'll sit there and they'll try to take up you know, a half hour of my time and they won't know anything about my business. They want to like promote me, but they, and so then I ask questions back. And so, so it's like, it's kind of annoying because in those situations I have to play like this 
badass. It's like I have to overshow my intelligence and overshow I worked hard to get here and overshow you're not going to take advantage of me. Whereas in the convention world, it's a little different, but also kind of similar. Um, we do a couple different convention circuits, and I'm not going to like name anything, but I would will say getting what I want and where I want to be or what I mean in the convention circuit they're not there are some of them that won't deal with me if I come across in the beginning as like badass and super professional minded I, I have if I want to be taken seriously the way I have to sell them is my personality and it's not like selling sex or anything like that but it's almost it's kind of coy in a sense you know like I'm I'm selling myself essentially in order to get there to like create that relationship so then and I can do business and kind of get what I want but it's a lot of work like I feel like I'm so hard and I would say all of my vendors, you know like 80% of them are males and a lot of them are the artists you know and we do all these cons together and I would say it is a little unfair and I'm not like I'm not somebody who like like spouts this on but I will say that it is easier for them to get what they want and get recognized or, or build like relationships with the higher ups than it has been for me who gets just as much traffic gets just as much notoriety at these conventions I mean like we have people who look for us every year we have people like I sell cookies and I will not be in cosplay people want to like take their picture with me and I feel <laughs> like it's just like I feel I do feel we work twice as hard for the same things yeah i'd, I'd say there's it sounds like especially in the con circuit world there's a boys club as far as like oh, for sure the higher the higher up type thing uh the running the show the showrunners i should say um mm -hmm. ramneet what about you you kind of work in like a you have a social media aspect to what you were doing at, at your last job mm -hmm. and then you also yeah. you're kind of a, a person like at, at, especially at San Diego, where I saw you, you're kind of just out with, with the people, you know, kind of talking to a lot of people. And um, and then there's a journalist side to it as well, kind of. But your, your merchandising side, what do, you, what do you run into, especially at, at those kind of places? Um, so I, I'll kind of answer this in two parts. Um, from my, my actual work perspective, like having to post to social media and having to respond to people, I just see a lot of hatred not hatred I don't want to say hatred but it's it's definitely disdain towards anything having to do with women in that atmosphere um you know for this something I can remember very vividly is when Deadpool 2 came out and um Domino was cast as an African-American woman with an afro and um we had some action figure or whatever that we put up and and I had to regulate the comments on that post and there was just so many things bashing her and you know the way she looked and the character and things like that, they were basically saying like, well, she shouldn't have been African-American because that's not how it's written in the comics. Things like that. Um, and I just see a lot of those comments towards women, female characters, and I rarely ever saw that it was about male characters. So, mm. you know, there's definitely an imbalance there. And then on the other side of that, having to put myself out there, like on video and photo, um, there's just a lot of um, comments that come about with that as well. I mean, I don't pretend to be the expert. There's a lot of times where I don't know what I'm talking about. And um, I, I always try to keep it real if there's ever a situation I'm in where I don't know what I'm talking about. But I notice that even when I make that disclaimer, I still get a lot of comments calling me a fake geek girl and a girl who just doesn't know what she's talking about. And, you know, she needs to get off the screen because she's lame. Just things like that. Really, really terrible things. So 
Um, you, you know, I don't want to say that the whole um, community of pop culture is all toxic because I don't believe that it is. But I definitely see a lot of the toxicity being on the social media side of things just because of, you know, the way it's just people's reactions towards um you know, certain movies and certain action figures, you just kind of see it all. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that fake geek girl thing gets thrown around to a lot of people. If you're if you're a girl and you're hosting a, a uh, you know, a YouTube video or a, a news clip or, you know, what what you were doing, which was basically just advertising, um, mm -hmm. showing off products and things like that. If you're a girl and heaven forbid, you're a pretty girl. You don't know what you're talking about immediately. Exactly. You're just you're mm -hmm. just shut off immediately. Whereas when I look at some of the better people that are hosting these things, like Jessica Chobot um, is, is a big one. She's immersed in all of that. She's a gamer girl. She's a geek. She's all of these things. She knows what she's talking about, but she also happens to be pretty. And mm -hmm. that, that works against her because, well, clearly you got that job because you're pretty. You don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. They write all your lines. That's that's all it is. But yeah. On the, on or the completely bypass what the the, co the topic of that video or post is about and then mm. comment on your looks like right. i remember one video i wore kind of like a tighter dress and like the whole like i think almost every single comment was talking about my chest like it was really just it was disgusting like we had to delete that video it got so bad oh wow so yeah and and it was like it had nothing to do with anything where i was talking about in the video it was just you know they all felt like they could comment on that like they were they were allowed to mm -hmm. and it was just very frustrating. So, unfortunately, I had to deal with the toxic side of it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but it is, you know, safe to say, like I said earlier, it's not like every facet of this community is like that. There are definitely a lot of positive places to be for women. So, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm happy that those places do exist as well. Yeah, and it's a shame because I'm sure for you, there's a lot of anxiety before that camera starts rolling as to how do I look? Do I look okay? Do I look presentable? Um, that kind of thing. What, am, what kind of image am I presenting? Like, even when I do like a hour video game stream where all you can see is my face, I spend mm -hmm. maybe 20 minutes thinking about, uh, I should probably wear a hat. Uh, I look like an idiot. What am I doing? Why am I <laughs> yeah. even in front of the camera? Like all of these things. And all I'm doing is playing a video game. No one's looking at me. They're looking at the video game. And like, it's gotta be even worse. You know, when you, when you try so hard to look as, as good as most women do, they take a lot of time and spend a lot of time and and how they look, especially when they're going to be in front of camera. Um, and then to just be brought down to that level and not being taken seriously or listening to the words that you're actually saying. It's just judging you on how you look. Uh, exactly. It's it's kind of like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So you right. really can't win either way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, Sophia, what about you on the side of like the business side of things? Even being in the band, you're kind of betting on yourself. You're putting, you know, you're, you're, you're the front of the band. So you're kind of the 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 uh i guess uh, what am i thinking? the face of the band i should say um when you're the lead of a band that's usually how it's seen how, how how different of a world is it for you to be a woman in that kind of atmosphere or even just that at your at your day job um uh i mean it, when i'm on stage with my band you know it's it's art so mm -hmm. i can look ho however i want um and uh, no one, um, can, uh, I'm sorry. I actually already answered this question. You did. You uh, did. You're right. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of realized that after I said it. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, but well, okay. So how does it like the, the backstage politics of, of it all? Like 
you know, getting gigs and things like that? Do you ever run any problems or any problems, you know, after the show is over as far as the business side of things, selling merch and that kind of thing? That's kind of an interesting question too. Like, do you, do you struggle with um, getting your foot in the door, especially with like the LA club scene and like venues? I mean, it, like I was saying earlier, um, mm. you know, there's so many female fronted um, bands in LA sure. and it's, it's very empowering. Um, and like my manager is, a female. Um, so I feel just like really lucky that I am in, uh, such an empowering, um, safe community as far as the music community goes. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but I guess going back to my job, um, when I'm going to teach a boxing class full of men, uh, before my class, I do question what I should wear. Like, should I wear, if I wear this pink tank top, are they going to take me seriously? Mm. If I wear my pink sweater, are they going to take me seriously? You know, um, are these shorts too short? They're not going to take me seriously. This outfit, it looks too revealing. They're not going to take me seriously. And I'm just talking about gym clothes. Right, You right. know, it's like it, everybody goes to the beach and sees girls in bikinis and it's no big deal. Right. But if you're wearing a sports bra at the gym, it's like a... Uh, and no shirt it's if everyone's looking at you and you're just like, trying to be comfortable and work out yeah yeah so um there's that um but uh yeah I, I feel really grateful but we also have um you know a lot of uh there's a lot of progress to be made um mm. as well in the fighting community and and the music community so yeah Okay. I, I agree. That's the same with like the cons too. I have met some of the most amazing people. And we're, we were just talking about this the other day about how like San Diego, it's such a, a great community. You'll go out for dinner and you might, you need a table for two and you'll start befriending the people behind you for four. And you're like, actually I need a table for six. Like everybody, everybody in some of these settings and work settings and con settings and stuff you always have a support system. Yeah, and then there, there's assholes, and there's always going to be assholes. There's always going to be the keyboard warrior online. But hopefully hopefully we can start to change that, you know, and have it be more of that support group. But my, so grateful that it's there. My restaurant know? experience is actually opposite. I'll show up with four people, and then when we start talking, waiting for our table, they'll say, actually, we only want three. Dave's going to go home. <laughs> They don't want to eat you with me. You can still sit at my table, Dave. I only did it once. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Um, okay, so we're going to wrap things up. But like I said, there's still a lot of – I have a lot of notes here that we didn't even touch on yet because we are having some great conversations. So we'll, we'll get all three of you back. Hopefully we can fit you guys in again. I know you're all so very busy. So last question I want to ask before we wrap things up um, or as we wrap things up is what is a message that you would send to – like that you want to give to girls growing up now – or, you know, like your daughter or that kind of thing. Like, what what do you hope that is maybe not the way it is now, but you're hoping for it to be that way? Or what kind of bit of advice would you give to a young girl um, who might be, you know, growing up in the world right now? Um, we can start with, with uh, you, Romney. Um, so I, I would kind of look at what I would say to my younger self if I was sure. me now. And I kind of just would say just just keep going, just keep doing the thing. You know, there's always going to be people who try to stop you and tell you that that's not the right path. And 
you know, you're going to listen to them. And at the end of the day, like, you're never going to learn these lessons unless you just get in there and make a mess of things. And if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. So I think, you know, for my younger self and really just women anywhere, just just do what you love. As long as you're safe, you know, you're good. That's my bit of advice. Awesome. I like it. Uh, Sophia? Uh, definitely um, speak up. Uh, use your voice. Um, don't question your own judgment. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Just be strong and, um, and keep going no matter what happens. Don't forget who you are and who, how far you've come. God, that's cheesy. <laughs> no, but Wait. true, but true. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. All right, Natalia. You have a little cheese in your life. It makes <laughs> life cheese. I'm hungry right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. All right, Natalia. Yeah, well, well, actually, piggybacking off of that, Sophia, I, I am, I'm a mother to a 15 year old girl, who's very quirky and very nerdy, and she, you know, can be kind of introverted sometimes, and I, that's that's what I tell her. I'm like, honey, use your voice. Because if you don't use your voice, we are living in an age. Everybody has an opinion and everybody wants to be heard and somebody will make your voice for you. And they will put things out there for you that, that aren't true. Or they'll try to make you feel like this is who you are when that's totally against you. So use your voice and find power in that. It doesn't matter how different you are. It doesn't matter, you know, whatever you like and whatever. Sorry, I was getting a call. It doesn't it doesn't matter like who you are as an individual, just own it and express it. Because otherwise somebody else is gonna infiltrate that. And then even as a mother to sons, um, Dave, you were talking earlier about um the female wrestlers and my mm-hmm. boys are huge wrestling fans. And my sons like love they like love the females more than the guys just because of how incredibly athletic they are yeah. and like how great the competition is is and they respect them and never once have I ever heard them like talk about them in a demeaning way or get, like when they met them for photo ops they they're so excited just to meet because it's like looking at your favorite athlete mm-hmm. and and I and that's what I always tell my sons it's it's the golden rule treat others how you want to be treated regardless of gender regardless of age regardless of anything you can discriminate it's just it's a twofold thing just treat people how you want to be treated and it just like all comes full circle so it's just guys be respectful girls same thing use your voice own it don't let somebody speak for you awesome i was gonna ask you too how uh do your kids have social media presences like as far as they're i'm not gonna ask you for them i'm just asking how (laughs) no yeah so it's it's always a tricky thing and this the way i parent is every kid is so different like they come from the same parents but literally it's like you would think they aren't they have such (laughs) unique personalities so i kind of just go based off of their maturity my two I have a 14 and a 15 year old. I mean, my 15 year old, she got her social media presence uh, last year. And then my 14 year old, I gave it to him this year because it's just like the maturity aspect and what they can handle. I do have access to everything. Ah, like okay. you're not allowed to have Snapchat where things can disappear. You know, mm-hmm. I, I get a notification as soon as something slips into the DMs on Instagram, just so I can like make sure because even though they deserve privacy it's they're still my responsibility and there are people out there who are going to disrespect that and i just want to make sure that they're making the best choices and and 
And right now, that's my responsibility to help guide them in those choices. And, um, and they're, you know, girls these days too, like social media, we're bombarded with how you should look and how you should act and what you should post. And I just, I'm, I'm doing my best to guide my daughter in owning her own thing and what that should look like so that she's not, you know, just doing what everybody else does for the sake of doing what everybody else does, but also making wise decisions in that, that, you know, it's something that she can stand by because I'm glad there wasn't social media when I was a teenager, you know, there would be some <laughs> things people would dig up. <laughs> that would be very questionable. <laughs> so, so it's just, you know, those things last and I want her to be aware of that. Well, I'd say just from seeing the kid, your kids at this con through your Instagram, mm-hmm. you're, you're doing a good job and uh, it's a much different world than it was when we were growing up because it wasn't cool to be into that stuff. And right. your kids are the cool kids and they're doing all of the stuff I would be doing. So it's, that's, that's awesome. So yeah, the best thing was today we were coming home and I'm so tired and my son was like, mom, you're such a cool mom. And they will never say that to me, but I was like, yeah, you're damn right. I am <laughs> after three days at a convention. You better. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Jen, what about you? Any messages for the young girls out there? Uh, I think I like how you said to my younger self, I think, you know, just body confidence and just, you are who you are, you know, and don't not like something because it's not cool to like it. Love it. I don't care if it's, it's the Teletubbies. If you love it, love it, you know? (laughs) And if you have a zit on your cheek, it's not the end of the world. Everybody gets a zit on their cheek, you know? I think I wasted too much of my childhood worrying about things like that, worrying if somebody knew I liked new kids on the block or worrying that I can't wear the size jeans that everybody else in my class is wearing because I'm a little too pudgy or, you know, because I had this idea that I needed to look like them and I needed to like what they liked. Hell with that, you know, do what you love and be you. That's what I would tell my younger self. Mm -hmm. All right. I still kind of like new kids on the block. Well, wow. um, <laughs> sure. I have new kids on the block bed sheets, and I have no shame in that. <laughs> if I could sum up everything all of you said to the message to younger selves, it would be to hang tough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. And with that, I am never hosting a podcast again. Uh, no, no, that's our show. Oh, that you a winner. <laughs> Puntastic. Um, so yeah, that's going to do it for this show. I really appreciate all of you for making this time and going a little over the hour that I know we had mentioned before. I really hope, like I said, we can do this again and we can do part two and kind of go down some other, uh, uh, things to talk about that I think are important for people to hear, especially since most of our audience is more towards the men's side of things. And there's a lot of things that they don't know they're doing wrong and some that do know they're doing it and continue to do it anyways, because why change? Um, that's the wrong attitude, by the way. I'm saying that is wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, but there's plenty to talk about. But for now, we're going to wrap things up. Um, this is usually when I tell guests they can share their social media if they want to. You don't have to. But if there's things you want to promote, that kind of thing. So I know the first person I can ask, because I know she'll have stuff to promote, is Natalia. So, Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say visually. Visually, it's all there. So just go to Instagram, and you can follow our business and our adventures con season kicks off fully next week we'll be in portland so that is at crummy c-r-u-m-b-y underscore art and then my personal public page is cleverly dot tal t-a-l and then you can find crummy art 
on Facebook and our website and stuff from there. Awesome. And then, yeah, you said you're going to be in Portland for Wizard World, right? Yep, we'll be in Portland next week, and then we'll have one to two shows every month. Some are different, so pray for me, y'all. I'm tired already. <laughs> I'm gonna. You, you, people can just walk in and buy cookies at your store, right? Yes, and then yeah, you can come into our shop uh, if you are in Wisconsin. Well, if you're in the Milwaukee, Waukesha area of Wisconsin, and our shop is currently open. Thursday through Saturday and hours will switch up and we'll be open more days come spring. If spring ever comes. <laughs> right. I was more asking for me cause I need to stop in and get a cookie or two. Yeah. Get, get in there. Dave. I, I will. Do you ship to California? We do. Ship. Ooh, excellent. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. I like we this idea. We're making friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sophia, anything that you need to promote or social media, anything like that? Oh yeah. Uh, we have, uh, at New Evil Music on Instagram, at New Evil Music. Um, and then also my uh, self-defense Instagram is Sophia Anita underscore self-defense. It's uh, Sophia with a PH. So S-O-P-H-I-A-A-N-I-T-A underscore uh, self-defense. Um, and I'd love to follow everyone else, too. I, I wasn't able to um, search uh, the one before mine. Um, I wasn't quick enough on the gram, but if I could get those handles after. Yeah, and I'll also put it in the show notes so everybody can find it when this posts. Um, this will be posting on 18, 19, the 20th, so it'll be up this Wednesday. So everything will be there. You can just click on it and go to everybody's social media. So if you don't catch the spelling or anything like that, I'll make sure it's all there for everybody. Um, and then, of course, after we go off, you guys can share it again um, when we stop recording. Um, Romney, anything you want to share? Or um, I promote? mean, I don't really post anything very exciting, but you can follow <laughs> me if you <laughs> It's just at Mictionary, which is everywhere. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, that's N-I-K-K-T-I-O-N-A-R-Y. There you go. And she's awesome. She's a very positive person on Instagram. So Thank I you. highly recommend following her. She's always uplifting and kind of sets you sets you back in the right place if you're having a bad day oh that's so nice thanks dave you need more people like that in the world thank you (laughs) (laughs) all right jen of course if anybody wants to follow you to listen to you rant about books or uh your favorite author that it's like the only thing you talk about these days they're great (laughs) books i'm (laughs) telling you it's all joe ledger all day every day anyways um you can follow me on instagram at at robbie r-o-b-i-a-r-t mostly con pictures or music pictures or lately a lot of pictures of my dog so have fun who just had some kind of surgery right yeah, she had to have a thing taken out of her neck. So she's got like a gnarly, like Frankenstein six inch, like it's gnarly. She looks, she's my Franken puppy. Oh, that's cute. And she's enjoying that heating pad I saw. Oh my gosh, that heating pad, you can't get her away from it. She just get in her eyes, roll back in her head. And she's like, <laughs> oh, this is the best. Like if she lays down on the couch, is she just waiting for you to put it on her? Oh, yeah. I yeah. fell asleep on the couch with her yesterday because I had to have it. I had to hold it on her neck. <laughs> and then somewhere around 1.30 in the morning, I wake up and the heaty pads on my face and I'm on the couch still. <laughs> but sometimes I got up and moved. So, yeah, she runs the household. 
Um, and you were just at a con this past weekend. Is there? Do we have? Are we gonna have video of that, or is that just you were just there? In your... I'm just gonna write an article about okay. it. Talk about the uh, the good environment, the people you encounter at the cons. Cool. And it was a smaller con, so yeah. it's a uh, it's gonna be an interesting take. A good a good starter, a startup. Con. And then we're still waiting on two other videos to be finished. Right? We got Wizard World. I think Madison still. That Patrick's working on? Actually, we've got a lot that we just need to get up onto the YouTube. We've got okay. the LA Comic Con still, um, Designer Con, and then Wizard World. So we'll have three videos up on the YouTube channel here shortly. Cool. And I'm just not, that was not me pressuring him to get those done. I was just promoting it on the, on the podcast. As uh, he's sitting next to me editing videos, he's like, Dave, son of, damn you, no, son of. He's got, he's got a brand new full-time <laughs> job. I totally get it. So... I'm not, none of that. You guys, he's very busy now, I'm sure, with, with all that. But you can follow everything that we do at Atomic Geekdom on all of the social medias and YouTube. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff at Atomic Geekdom for, for all of that. Con season, like Natalia said, is starting now. So um, on my horizon, I've got C2E2 for sure right now. And I'm hoping for Star Wars Celebration in Chicago a month after that. But we'll see. That's kind of up in the air right now. And then, of course, Jen already, Jen already had one this weekend, which was what again? L.A. or I'm sorry, LA, Ma- uh, Long Beach Comic Expo. Yeah. And then coming up, we've got Wonder World, uh, Wonder World, WonderCon in a few months, and then followed by San Diego. Oh, you are? are you, you're going to do? You're doing WonderCon? Doing WonderCon. Yep. Awesome. Maybe I do need to move to L.A. Um. All right. Totally do. <laughs> so that's it for this week. Again, thank you to all of my co-hosts and guests here this week. You guys are amazing. This was a fantastic conversation. We'll do it again. I'll also try to get you guys on for uh, absolutely a Buffy conversation with Sophia because yes! that's got to happen. Um, and then Romney and and uh, Natalia, you guys are welcome on this podcast whenever you want. So um, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And Jen, I guess maybe I'll have you back again. <laughs> Uh, if you're lucky, you are you are paying for the, the website this year. It sounds like so. Maybe I'll let you stay around. It, I own you, buddy. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm, I don't know why I'm saying let you. You're a co-owner. So. Um, no, tonight was tonight was awesome. You guys rocked it. Thanks for coming and thanks for sharing the stories. Yeah, it was it was great to Thank be you. here with everyone. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, nice to meet you. And, uh, yeah, so as, as I said, hang tough, and if that's not corny enough, be excellent to each other to say a word from Bill and Ted, which was on the wall at that arcade I was at. It was awesome. So be excellent to each other, or just be nice to each other. And if you have nothing nice to say on the internet, say nothing. Just yeah. don't say anything. There you go. All right, guys, thanks so much, and we'll see you next week. Say goodbye. Okay, bye. 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 Rock on. <laughs>